Hello? Hey, it's Omar. Hey, Omar. How are you doing? I'm doing good, dude. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of you since, since yesterday. Uh, uh, I, I totally forgot that I have a fucking appointment to put a crown in at the dentist at 12. That's today. I'm trying to get... Huh? Today. Yeah, today. Oh, my bad, dude. Yeah, I, I, I totally fucking... If my wife called me yesterday and was like... It wasn't really that painful and I was able to talk afterwards. It wasn't like the root canal where I was like super mumble mouth. All right, so you, so you wanna so you wanna go through this thing, wait a couple hours, and then uh, give me a call. Yeah. Uh, just uh, that should be in about an hour, two hours. Yeah, yeah, hour, two hours. I'll be here, man. I'll I'll keep an eye out for uh for Merle Haggard or whatever name came up here. I I think I saw the name. Uh, Merle Haggard. No, it's not Merle Haggard. It says speaker now, so I don't know what name came up when you called. But I'll I'll be sure to save that number and I will be here. All right, man. Good luck in there. As long as everyone's confused and we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so then I like to open these things up with a two-part question. There's a, uh, what uh, name two of your favorite movies and two of your favorite albums? They don't have to be the top or most favorite, but they do have to be two that you tend to go back to. Uh, two movies and two albums. Go ahead. What is he ragging you about? My nostalgia, my love for nostalgia. He just, he gets annoyed by it. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, first time I saw that movie, I was hiding behind the couch, so I think I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was too old to be hiding behind the couch, so, you know, it, it, it should be a... Anyway, next movie. Go ahead. And uh, my next movie uh, has to be... I'll go with Reservoir Dogs. I love every Quentin Tarantino movie, but Reservoir Dogs was the first movie I remember watching it with uh, one of my childhood friends when we were like six years old I wasn't even supposed to be able to watch it but we snuck into his brother's room and took it and just like remember being like the first adult movie I I watched and just loved all the dialogue and since then just been a big Tarantino fan so that's a hell of an introduction to adult movies you weren't watching horror movies yet Sure. Tarantino was more like, oh shit, they're talking about, you know, 
fucking versions and fucking crazy dialogues or like I had no idea it had it had no understanding of it. That's great. Until I got older, but sure. And then the violence there to keep your attention. Yeah, exactly. That that that's the part that just keeps you in, keeps you entertained. Sure. But you you you, you learn to um to appreciate the dialogue as you get older and like damn. And all the cut and then when, and then too once you get older it's all the different um the shots like. Yeah, that. I start noticing those kind of things. I could easily see how that movie could like give you a lot as as you return to it, especially if it was a childhood movie, like like Gremlins yeah. too. Sometimes like with movies like Gremlins, you'll catch some jokes that you didn't catch when you were a kid. But man, if Reservoir Dogs oh, yeah. doesn't deliver, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, Reservoir Dogs is just full of them. Where I was just like, it's like that whole opening scene where Tarantino's there talking about Madonna like a virgin. Sure. They're getting fucked for the first time. It's just kind of when you get older, you're like, oh shit. I'm watching this when I was six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were getting lessons from adults before you knew you were getting lessons from adults. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Uh, now, two albums. You got any? I'm sure you have plenty. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, first album, I'll, I'll go with um, Spaz, La, La Revancha. It's just fucking the first Power Violence album that I picked up ever at uh, my local record shop, Dr. Strange. I just remember as, as soon as, like, fucking WWF at the uh, rematch at the Cow Palace hit. Yeah. Every track is a banger, and, and I could go back to that album over and over and over and over again. That's fantastic. And uh, second album, I'll go with a different genre. Um, I have to go with um, Modest Mouse's uh, Lonesome Crowded West. I fucking, I just love, I'm a big Modest Mouse fan, and um, especially the drummer, Jer- uh, Jeremiah Green. All right. This fucking style, and then that whole album is, uh, I love that there's some tracks that aren't like the normal formula of a uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. There's like some songs that have like that kind of, that power violence kind of punk structure where it's, where it's maybe you'll repeat one verse, but every, every kind of a uh, single piece of the song has its own unique vibe and feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had something in mind to say about them, but it blanked out because they're, yeah, they're one of those bands. They they brought their oh, I remember now. They really brought their live element to the album, you know. So like they have the long yeah. like you know instrumental jams. It, I don't know. It's very uh, moody pieces. Their stuff. I mean everything. I think before uh, before that one, good news for bad people, is like a classic yeah. album. I think. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean that album is good, but it, that was like their first um, fucking. How, how would you say? The first uh, big album, I guess, um, uh, kind of trying to break out into the mainstream album. Yeah. It's a little for me, but I think that they, they came out with a new, the newest album that came out with. I can't remember the title of it, but that that one kind of seems like they're kind of going a little, they're going back a little to their roots. Uh, is Johnny Mars still sure. touring with them? I, I think I can't remember if he's. I remember he was in the album before, but uh-huh. I can't remember if he's still, if he's still rocking with them. Ah, uh, fair enough. Because I remember thinking, I don't know if I'd be interested to hear their album uh, together, but man, it w- if it wouldn't be a great live show. Like, have live Modest Mouse with live Johnny Marr. Like, good lord. Oh, yeah, dude. It'd yeah. be fucking epic. But I, I think they just did it for, I don't remember, I can't remember if it was a rumor or they did it for one album, to be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. I haven't been keeping track, so I'll, I'll leave you off the hook on that one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I mean, over, over here trying to, you know, just getting things settled. I know we were trying to do this interview, like, months ago, but I've been moving and, you know, having babies and shit, so. Yeah, so you're, you're being you're being a grown-up now. Is it is it all of a sudden being a grown-up, or is it just been like a creeping thing where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I've been a grown-up for a while now. Um, I mean, it's been a creeping thing, but I think once I found out I was gonna have a kid, it kind of like jump started. It kind of just started the process a little harder. Like I was already starting to chill out and, and be less crazy than I was before. You know, not drinking as much, you know, not not partying it up as much, and being more of a responsible adult. Yeah. You know. I mean, now it's more, I'm definitely more ramped up to where I'm like, I'm only smoking weed at night and probably drinking maybe one day out of the week. So far. Yeah. I'm still a young guy, but uh, let's see if that changes. Well, the idea that you're keeping track is always a good sign. Uh, do you think you're uh, becoming more serious as a person because of all the responsibility? Or do you think like, no, I, I still have my sense of humor intact, more or less? I still have I I think I have more of a, I think my, I got a little bit more of my sense of humor back. I think, oh. I think I was starting to become jaded as an adult, I think, and now being a dad's kind of like brought that life that I had in me once back, you know, back into the fold. I, was, I feel like I was starting to get jaded and more, a little bit more, um, I used to be more optimistic about life, and then I, the older I was getting, I was starting to get a little bit more bitter towards it. Right. Bitter towards what I, what I was expecting, and... And just what life was shooting my way, but now nah, I'm kind of. I think I feel like my my daughter's brought me back into the fold of you know being me again. Well, you've been more or less a working musician since high school. Is that like I, this is clearly an assumption because I like this is the first time we're really really chatting. But uh, oh yeah, dude, you have been like just playing with Arm and doing all these other music acts and touring and fucking putting out music. I mean, you've been working, right? I could safe to say. Hi. you could make that work though right i mean it's a i it's a studio kind of thing as opposed to like a live environment i presume it, there's got to be some opportunity there right well right now the industry got hit really hard so i mean unless you unless you're working you know doing some uh, so doing some live maybe um live tv show type deal really? you know, doing some uh, live sets and yeah. that, that, that part of the industry starting to slowly pick back up. But um, as far as what I was doing, and, uh, I, I was doing live events for um, for conventions, for big halls, and big crowds. Uh, none of that, yeah, big crowds. None, none of that's going on anymore. So like the, the company pretty much let kind of did a, uh, did the first let goes after the COVID news happened, and then uh, I just talked to one of my friends that was still there, and he finally got let go. So. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got pretty hit pretty hard. But as far as me, I mean, r right now I'm just kind of 
chilling on that unemployment, you know, trying to just, you know, do, help my wife right now with, with my daughter. So right now I'm getting that money to pay our mortgage. So I'm yeah. not really trying to go out and look for work. I mean, I'm sure there's things I could find. If I wanted to record bands, I could do that because I have my own studio equipment. I mean, I recorded the uh, Clorox Dream tracks and the Digital Dungeon stuff that I did with Eddie. I mean, I have that. I have that, those means of just right now, I'm just trying to focus on focus on my daughter and, and getting my house, you know, situated. And then February rolls along, my unemployment will be cut off and I'll get back at it. Right. So, so you're not, like, worried yet. I mean, have you wrapped around um, your head about the next thing? Or uh, do you think, like, I don't have to really worry about it. It's going to come as it may. No, it, it'll come as it comes. It'll come, to, it'll, it'll come, and I'm not too worried about it. I have I have a good support system at home, and, with, you know, so I'm, I'm not too worried about uh, what comes next. I just know something will come. I have plenty of skills. If I, if I want to go, I have my forklift driving license. If I want to go to it, there's plenty of factories out here. That's right. If I want to go find a forklift job for now until, you know, the COVID stuff starts dying out a little bit, and then I could go back to um, recording bands and maybe looking for a job in, in you know, the life. Well, the Clorox, Dream, the Clorox Dream EP sounds incredible, I got to tell you. So I, I have a feeling it's going to do good to be under your belt, as it is. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, and it's, it's even better. It feels even uh, more precious to me because it's like, it's my band, so it's it's, it's not my baby. It's our baby, like fully through to sure. the recording process. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you were behind the panel and everything, or were all was the whole band behind the panel? Um. Well, I brought all the gear because the way I kind of do, I don't have my own studio. I didn't have my own studio at the time. Uh huh. So I have all my gear, and I just took all my gear to our our practice studio. My lab, my whole computer, my my interface, all my microphones, my, you know, my, my cables, and then we recorded the drums first, and then, um, on top, and then I recorded the guitar at home, and it went along with the bass, and then I took it back, I took everything back to the studio, and we did the vocals all together in the studio how long, that we were uh, practicing at. How long did it take you to figure out how to mic the drums, or mic anything? Like, you, you've had, I guess, you've had experience miking other people or watching other people mic stuff? Well, when I went to school, we had we had our classes, you know, right. our video classes where we learned how to, how to properly mic instruments and all that. But it, it's you know, school is one thing, but experience is another. So it yeah. actually took me a little while to 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 really to really really hone in on, especially miking the drum set. Because miking the drum set is fucking tricky as shit. Sure. A lot of things can happen. You get a lot of bleed, and if you get a shitty recording, you can't. You can't polish a turd, you know? It's That's right. I've heard that. I, I took the recording class for a Tascam mixer. It was like a four-track recording class, and that was like the most I got to recording. But, uh, yeah, once you got that, that, that uh, what do you call it, the peaking, there's no getting rid of that. You can't smooth that out. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, once you, go, once you go over negative 60 Bs and you, and you get some bleed in some, one of the mics, it's like it's really hard to try to, you know, fix it and mix it in and make it blend well. And then just and just even something as simple as recording the bass drum, like which for me, fucking took forever to find <laughs> placement, and right. then you know the proper recording level. Sure. And there's all kinds of other shit in post that you gotta do. You know, so it, it's a process, but yeah. it's a fun process. But it's definitely something you gotta 
have hands-on experience with. I think you're lucky that it's a that's a fun process for you because I think it makes it less work. I think uh, to do stuff like this, you got to keep your head down and like like focus, but it's easier to focus when you like what you're doing. Oh, uh, definitely. That's with anything. That's definitely with anything. If you love it, if you love what you're doing, you, you're gonna hone in on your craft and you're gonna get better at it. Do you have a a is there an album out there that you're like, I love the sound on this album. This is what I aspire to record like. Because I think my aesthetic kind of like just got stunted at like Crass's first record level. Like I, I like love a dirty sound on a recording. So I've been recording oh, stuff yeah. with my band with, on, a, on a Kindle. And we're like, oh, let's put, the, let's put that shit on the band cap. It sounds great. Now I'm getting to like, oh, I got this Tascam recorder. I got these microphones. Um, I have to figure out you know, like, where, I don't know what, like, I only have two outlets here, so I have to point one at the, I'm pointing the one microphone at the bass drum, I mean, the, the floor tom right now, so that it picks up the snare not as hard, but I don't have a cymbal, so it's not that big a problem. Then the, yeah, yeah the mic's pointed at the amplifier. It's fun to figure this stuff out, but, um, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't have a, a name album, but you sound like you have a little more uh, focus in your head. Do you have, like, a an album you love the sound or recording? Like, do you admire Steve Albini? Do you have a big poster of Steve Albini on your wall or in your bathroom? <laughs> oh, Steve Albini's trying. I don't have any posters or oh, anything. Okay. But, no, um, that's, it's weird because I do love a dirty recording if okay. the band is good. If, right. if the band is crap and you have a dirty recording, I'm just kind of like, I, I, I'll, I'll tune off. Right, so, but, you, so like folk music I, isn't like your, your bag? Huh? So like folk music isn't your bag? Music? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what I have in mind for nowadays, but I guess I'm thinking like old, like uh, Alan Lomax recordings. Well, um, no, yeah. Like the dirtiest fucking. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> love that shit. But I, I do love I do love folk music. Like uh, I mean, I'm I'm into um, I'm really into um, all different styles of music. I I get inspired actually with 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 different types of music and I throw that into what stuff I write with Clorox or what, or what I did with Arm. Well, yeah, you have other projects. Right? You've had other projects with Eddie, right? You so you've I know I've heard uh, your Digital Dungeon stuff. You were live you're great you're great live by the way. Uh, uh <laughs> But uh what other uh, styles of music have you experimented on your own? Like at home, do you don't have any yeah. home recordings? Uh, to be honest with you, Digital Dungeon like I spent so much focus on ARM when we had ARM. Right. And at the time, I didn't have any of the gear at home to, to really record my own music. I oh, did do I a lot of acoustic, um, like, solo recording things. Yes, this is what so I, I want to hear about. Yeah, tell me about these. Um, well, I have a few that I just that we just kind of did randomly sitting down, recorded on a four track that are, that are lost somewhere. I know maybe one person probably has a recording of just some... Um, acoustic against me style tracks especially something I used to do a lot with Sergio I think I used to work a lot more with Sergio doing random crap that never got off the ground but it was just fun to record and experiment with different styles sure. that we weren't you know that we weren't really accustomed to to getting down with and you know so that makes that kind of was a challenge in itself alright you learned on an acoustic that, right now that I have my own studio going right. you know my own my own little office going I, I'm gonna start experimenting with you know recording different styles of music even you're getting into making beats you know like yeah doing some some, some lo-fi 
fucking New York style shit. I, I kind of like that, like do, MF Doom. Do you have a pad? Do you have a, one of those pads that 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 does a little the, the tap? Do I have what? Do you have one of those pads that you tap that you that put the recordings into the Jay Dilla little uh, machine? Oh yeah, I, I, it, I, it's literally called the machine. I, the I, machine. I have one. That's fantastic. I, I, yeah, I have one of those. I got my MIDI keyboard. I got. I have. I have the whole setup at home now, and I have the actual room. Cause before it was me and my wife and two dogs sure. in a tiny ass room with my computer kind of in the corner. I mean, it the, really work that way. It's kind yeah. of hard. I, I need like a clean, full space. I need arm room, you know. Right. I see. Hard, you need room to breathe. Hard. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. Well, so, I mean, a lot of great work has come from a cramped area. I gotta say, but for sure, oh, oh, I understand. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's just it's just it's different people. You know, I, I, different people work different ways. I just That's right. can't work that way. That's right. Yeah. I, I need the I need the space. I, I need my my space my workspace to be clean. Sure. I, it just could it just could not happen in my old room. But now that I have the more space, once you know the baby gets a little older, I'm definitely gonna be shitting out more more music. I'm thinking of, I'm already thinking of doing some solo projects that I want to do. That's fantastic. You know, just venture off and just, just for myself, not even really just to get anywhere, just because I love music and I love writing music. It's, that's all it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have um, favorite samples, like uh, sa- sample artists, like the Avalanches or fucking, I don't know, Cutmaster Kurt or Jay Dilla, anybody? Like, Do you have a favorite oh, so Jay, sample artist? Well, Jay, Jay Dilla definitely is, is there fucking... Um, Doom's great too. Yeah. Yeah, and Doom. Yeah, obviously Doom. Like I'm really, dude, he's he's the one that if I'm gonna when I'm doing beats, like, Doom and Jay Dilla are really like the big two inspirations for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but you ever listen to Avalanches or uh, the books? Not, you know, I've, I've got to listen to. I've had another buddy that told me, dude, you gotta listen to Avalanches. Like you, you love that shit. It's it. And I haven't done it. I, I gotta definitely do. You're the second person that's looking. If I, if I could, like, give you a caveat, though, it's good on a first run. Like, listening to it once, the full album, is great. But then as it's not great for repeat listens, I find, the avalanches. Gotcha. It's kind of like a maybe once or twice a year thing. Like, kind of, a, like maybe a mood, mood it, setter for, like, certain, for a certain event. Or... It's good to listen to. Like, you get some ideas, and, and like, it's, it's, a good, it's a good listen, but I, I don't know about repeat listens. That was my feeling, I think, after a while, because I really liked it the first time, and then it, it got... I don't know, I hate when music does that, you know, when it degrades in, like, quality in your mind, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you listen to the radio anymore? Fucking rarely. Not, to be honest with you, I haven't probably listened to the radio, like, in three years. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's been like three years since I've listened to anything on the radio. Well, but, well, but, well, there's, but there's a lot of crap now on the radio. Like, I, I can't get into like that fucking Takashi 6 9 Okay. Um, fucking, I, I just can't get into. There's a fucking only little I was able to get into, and maybe it was because it was during my, rowdy, my rowdiest of times, is Little B. Okay. Which is, which is the original Little for me, and that's probably, sh- probably the shittiest rap that I listen to. Fair enough, man. Sometimes we have that nostalgia factor for like just the, the weirdest things, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it is super nostalgic because it, it, remind, it reminds me a lot of like camaraderie with my friends. Cause I remember it was just a big name. It was like fucking Tom, Moses, Edgar, me, Sergio, just like fucking. We, we knew it was shit, but we were fucking just 
going ham with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ass I mean, smiles on your faces and shit. Exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah, I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, you ever uh, think about what you're gonna, what nostalgias you're gonna share with your kid? Oh, dude, all the time. Uh, all the time. I was thinking about this before I even had a kid. I, I definitely always wanted a kid. Sure. I didn't think it was gonna happen, but I always thought about, um, you know, what, what I wanted to show her or him. You know, now I know it's her, but definitely music. I'm already, you know, I'm already, you know, trying. I, since she goes in the belly, you know. Scholastic dad, what happens next? Like, oh, that's a little angsty for just, for a baby, don't you think? Well, I mean, <laughs> not for my baby. She 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 loves it. Yeah. <laughs> she, actually, she chills with I'm I'm playing. I'll be playing. Um, what was I playing the other day? I think I was playing. I was playing some locust, and she was just chilling, like smiling. Just you know, there wasn't bugging her or anything. No, yeah. the locust makes sense. I get the locust. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough bleeps and boops in there for like it. All right, I'll let it, I'll let it slide for kids' music. Oh, okay, but well, well I, and then um, the other day, what else was I listening to the other day? I was actually I was bumping one of the new uh, the the new Harm Seven Inches with her in the room, and she was just chilling, you know, like smiling, wasn't crying, doesn't bug her. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, no, it sounds like she's it, developing a taste already. Yeah, she's definitely into hardcore music and indie. Because her mom listens to a lot of indie. So now, indie. She's really into, okay, uh, she's really into like the Shins. There we go. The Decembers. And yeah. Okay, and Montreal and shit like that. Uh, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's stuff like that. That's just my wife's been good. We literally fight. So the most we did during this year because of COVID was take fucking road trips in the car. Right. So, yeah, who's got control of the radio? Who's in the belly. Sure. <laughs> Who would win out? And, uh, and also fucking oldies, like, cause, uh, my wife likes to listen to fucking Art LeBeau and to listen oh. to all the fucking Cholo shoutouts. Well, those are great. I mean, everybody can love those, right? Oh, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. I, yeah. I, I get, enough, get enough of this. is for my, for my daddy dream. <laughs> right. Love you. Like, I can do that with you, but you can't get enough of that, dude. That's great. Uh, can I ask what's the, what's the kid? That's the day that, that, that fucking Art LeBeau died, man. What's the kid's name? You think you're gonna be able to find like a sample of the Art Lebeau saying your kid's name and then putting that on there on a on a record or something? Ah, oh, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I like to I, I I like to infuse my uh my my own like fucking noise shit with like s stuff that's happening in my life at the time. It's just it adds that element of like uh, living in the moment or whatever, you know. That, that, no, that's awesome, man. It makes it more personal for you, like. Yeah. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, you help write the songs. Do you ever, but do you ever write any of your experiences as a, as a, as a, you know, as a burgeoning parent uh, on a, in a song? Um. Well, the thing is with 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 ly lyrics, I haven't wrote lyrics in fucking in a while. Are you a lyrics <laughs> guy? Even like, do you or do you not even like dabble with the pen that much? Right, so, so, so yeah, yeah, so and someone has to pitch in.
Sure. Yeah, I'm listening to something and I'm feeling an emotion at the same time, and then that, and that's kind of the foundation of how my risk gets started. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I'm but yeah, I was, I mean, but I, 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 I like writing lyrics, but then I find myself, I find, I find myself uh, using crutch words, using like cuss words as like kind of a crutch. Sure, and I know like, exactly what that's like. And parts, and I, I kind of want to learn to get away from that. Edgar's the one that pointed that out to me, and he always get, he, he did that with the Clorox Dream song, where he, if, if you read the lyrics, you go hardly ever meet, find the curse word on all his lyrics. Right. But then I came in for the parts that he told me to do, and fucking, like five <laughs> <clutch>. <laughs> between every other word. Right, right, right. Like, and you don't even know you're doing it either. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes they say, okay, like, say something into the mic, and you try to express yourself, and the first thing that comes seems to be the curse word. That makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a band myself and uh, with, with, with this other guy, Sam, and he's got the same issue that I had to point out to him, that uh, every time he got on the mic, he would, use, like, overemphasize the word fuck, and I, would, and I would just be like, oh, you don't have to, you know, use it that much, you know? It, it's, it's more, I like to use it, like, more subtle or, or even not use it at all. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, I, I also just allow him to have, you know, whatever expression he needs to have because whatever the song needs is that, we, you know, that's what you have to deliver. So it's an interesting sort of, like, gamble of, like, if or not, do you want to go with uh, an outright expletive or just, you know, be more eloquent about it? Which is hard because it's, it's just hard. like, oh, I, I don't have it's any more hard. words for this, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is very hard unless you're, like, fuck, unless you're, like, a poetic genius like Edgar over there. That's right, yeah. Or like... <laughs> Fucking Eddie, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, but he could be a hard ass too at the same time. So. Yeah, I don't know how I know it, but you guys are you guys aren't necessarily always fighting, but you guys do have a bit of a clash, uh, you know, uh, situation. Uh, I, you know, it's a Aye. palpable air when you guys are in the room. Probably electric. Aye. Is that to say? Is that safe to say? Electric. Yeah, it's for it's you. You put me in, in a room and. say you have a working relationship but you've had a friendship since before then right
middle school. Right. Like real punk bands. Okay. And he was in he was in that other band. He played guitar. And you were in the band. and you were in the first. And, yeah, well, well, we were the well, we because we we were like at the same like playing at the same time, and we were doing power violence, and they were doing like uh, crust hardcore, <laughs> and. <laughs> shows were just uh, Slayer covers of uh, Rain and Blood. <laughs> it's true. Every, every backyard show I would go to, or every other one, would have like this band playing a, a version of Slayer's Rain and Blood. It happened a lot. That's fucking funny. You know, you, you know what fucking song I can remember being covered constantly at every show back in the day uh, was um, True Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking other band was covering that fucking song, That's a dude. dope song, though. I mean, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great song. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a great song. Oh no! Yeah, like another cover. Are you That's great. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit! That's fin- that's fantastic. Um, was uh. That or fucking Halloween for the Misfits. Yeah, yeah. Halloween was great too. <laughs> Now, I didn't hear that one as often, but I could easily see the fucking Tubes disaster. That's such an easy oh, yeah. song to play as a band. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, and, and, and a lot of the times with bands that would cover it, it would be like their best song. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Oh, well, they're on me. At, yeah, there were some, like, dystopia-style song, uh, bands that were pretty good, too, though, before uh, oh, yeah. Power Violence blew up. Uh, but, yeah, I remember seeing you guys. I remember seeing uh, ACDC. Back when I was in high school, you guys played at my school. If you remember that, I was behind the mixer, and uh, this school teacher said, "Like, oh yeah, I have this mixer. We can record this whole show uh, on a videotape." And and me and fucking Fernie and and uh, I think it was me and Fernie set the set up the show. He was like, uh, "Yeah, well, all right, you know, that's kind of weird, but fine, you know, let's do that." And so I was behind the mixer the whole time while you guys played, and uh, fuck, a bunch of other bands played. It was, it was fucking nuts. Uh, I'm trying to remember some names. She's gone. Fucking played. Uh, you remember that uh, fucking uh, s- cream soda? Fucking. Oh yeah, dude. Cream, cream soda. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I I don't remember who else, but yeah, I remember that scene back then. Uh, 
it's crazy how quickly that fucking uh, thrash and fucking power violence like just started popping up there behind oh us. yeah dude it, it, it was just crazy how all of a sudden we like we, we didn't hear any other fucking power violence bands and then wait yeah so then you're in high school and then and then Eddie gets yeah. to this show what happened then So you're in high school and Eddie gets you your first show. This is before. This is when oh. your guys are rivals. What happens oh, then? Oh yeah. Um, well, first uh, Eddie gets us that first show um, is in Sylvan Parks in, in Redlands with a bunch of crust bands, a bunch of punk bands. We had no idea that there was more, you know, bands like outside of Fontana or Little Bubble. We had no idea that I had more, you know, a lot more punk bands that we could, you know, set shows up and meet. Sure. And Eddie was always the. Uh, he was always the social butterfly. He knew everybody from all the scenes, from the L.A. scene, from the entirety of the I.E. scene. You know, he, he was already he was already networking. So, so he got us that show, and um, just one day after that, he had he's all he had. We our old drummer couldn't play with us anymore because his mom was kind of a hard ass and was like, "You can't play drums anymore. You got your, your your grades are going down. You, you got to quit this band thing." Oh shit! So, okay. So yeah, our, our bass player jumped to the drums, and Edgar was like, "Hey, you guys need a singer?" Because before then, we were doing the whole spaz back and forth. You know, I I had the little little oh, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Al had the, sure. you know, the high pitched screaming <laughs> and fuck it. <laughs> so, so before, so uh, still a great style in a band, yeah. I gotta say. It's still a great style in a band, I gotta say. Every time I see someone go, it's, it's just, it's still like a good callback in my mind. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I love it too. I wish I could do it more, but every time I try it, Edgar goes over it. So he's like, <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, oh, no. like, he's, he's over it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, but, so Al moving on to the drum set, we just had, you know, me doing that. the same vocal uh, style he was using in the other band? No, he wasn't even singing in the other band. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I think he did the, the, I think he did like the Grudos cover. They did, they, cause they did a Grudos cover. Yeah. I think they did Grudos Soy and I think he would sing that one because they would always like switch instruments. Okay. Back and forth. All right. That's like, great. I, 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 and if you know Andrew, he's not very, uh, musically inclined so like he, his, he had the guitar tabs on the back of his guitar yeah so he didn't play many yeah I, I remember seeing them play one time uh, I mean I wish I would have paid more attention I, we were throwing hamburgers at them which is another whole fucking story but <laughs> we are throwing McDonald's hamburgers at them while they were playing and fucking <laughs> just because you had them or did you purposefully did you purposefully go to McDonald's to throw these hamburgers at the at, these, at this band Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, your kids, whatever. 
You know, you're spirited. Yeah, we're, you're a spirited. We're young in high school, and, and at the time is when, believe it or not, when McDonald's had 79 cent cheeseburgers. I believe so. it. No, I believe it. That's why it's, McDonald's makes sense. <laughs> you, can have, you can have a fucking big ass bag full of hamburgers and only have spent five bucks for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, exactly. I think we spent on you like six dollars. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. But fucking, I have, yeah. Um, going back to the whole Eddie and Arm thing. Uh, yeah. Once, once we got him, uh, he set up a show. I don't know who he knew. I think because he, he already knew the guys. From, he already knew all the guys from Bastard Ass. He already knew Alex Grinder. He already knew Moses and David and and, and Andres. He already, he already knew those guys from. Uh, can't remember the old the first, the first before they were Bastard. I think they're called the Juice. So yeah. He, he, he remember he knew them from back then. So they got us a show with HSDC and La Puente at some random ass like apartment garage building. And then after after we played that show, it just went off playing. Two, two shows on a Friday and one show on a Saturday. Like every weekend was a fucking was a double header or, or one sh- or one show every day. That must have added up to a I, lot of shows, I, man. Yeah, dude, back, yeah. Back back in the day, we were just every weekend was like, where's the show? Where are we playing? Or even if we didn't have a show, we would get thrown on a show. Like back, yeah, back. I, I really wish that I wasn't getting so fucked up back then and concentrating more. I feel like we could have accomplished more got more done but oh in terms of I really what regret, can't, can't have too much regrets but what, what, what more would you have, what more would you have wanted though you had a lot right you had a fan base you know well, well see that that's the thing we, we didn't take advantage of you know we didn't take advantage of you know the the, the the footprint that we started to leave we kind of were worried more about about the party and other dumb shit when we should have been more worried about let's hey let's let's keep writing more I, I feel like we could have had at least one or two more albums I see but every, it, everybody it's just that everybody wasn't clicking at the same time yeah on all cylinders I, either two of us were clicking and the other two weren't right or one of us had something that had to be done and it just never happened and then when we were finally starting to click on all cylinders Sergio passed away that's right and that was another that was another thing and then uh, we tried to get it back with Tom, and you know, but you know, Tom wasn't feeling it because Sergio got Tom in, so she, he wasn't really feeling the comeback. Right. Gave us his blessing to you know find another drummer and just keep it going. Yeah. And, he, and but even that didn't work because it was hard to find another drummer and be like, hey, play this stuff. And then you know we're going to write new stuff, but play this stuff first. So like it kind of felt like we kind of yeah. felt like nobody was like that that into it because it wasn't something new it was kind of just like trying yeah. to rehash something old you were retreading right we, yeah we were trying to retread everything exactly it's perfect perfect wording but I but um so even even with Jay like Jay was super into it but at the same time Jay had so many other bands and so many other projects going on like we understood you know that you know he had to drop something and you know I mean he had a, a lot of other things that he's been that are his babies you know there's stuff, there's stuff that personal to him. Sure. We're not expecting him to drop one of those projects, you know, to fucking keep rehashing what we're doing here. Right. So, so that's when me and Eddie kind of just decided, you know, uh, let's just get another drummer and then start something new. Because I think even after Jay, we tried one more time with um, with David from Valencia and Khalifa Puta, but 
but the same thing with him. He had a bunch of different projects, and you know, and he just, you know, he didn't have the time. And we totally understood. He was a fucking great guy, and he, and he did come for like two practices, and he fucking he, he came, he came, and he wasn't like uh, he wasn't lacking of enthusiasm or anything like that. You know, it was just he didn't have the time. Right. We understood that. So, so after that, we just decided the next drummer we find let's make this a new project. And, you so, know, yeah, let's see what happens. And yeah. luckily, we got Derek, you know, thrown our way. And we've been clicking on all cylinders. I think it's the first time that I feel like I'm in a band where all the members are clicking on all cylinders. If it wasn't for COVID, you know, <laughs> COVID being the only fucking, the only fucking little factor that, right. uh, you know, threw me off because of, you know, my situation. Uh, and you don't think you're just dating? You don't think you're gestating? Like, you know, you don't think ideas are starting to bubble up and maybe the next thing is going to come up is going to be a great thing, you know? Maybe this... Oh, yeah, no, no. no this... de- well, I, yeah, definitely, because, like, so I've already written 12 fucking riffs that we can work with. I'm, I'm excited to work with the new uh, the new guitar player that we got, Jake. Like, uh, I'm, I'm totally, like, excited to collab with him. And, and then, and like, uh, and Derek, dude, me and him, he's become, like, my drummer, like, I've always had a, I've always had this thing where like if your band has the most amazing guitar players and the fucking most amazing singer, but your drummer is fucking weak, right? Your band is weak. Your right. band is weak. Your right. band is only as good as your fucking drummer. And Derek has been probably like the dopest, best drummer I've had to work with in a very long time since since Tom back in the day. Like this this drummer is. Like, I mean, I, working with Jay was fucking amazing, and then, but we didn't get to write anything ourselves, so I can't, I have nothing to go off of writing new material with him. But, you know, other, other than, other than Tom, um, writing music with Derek has been fucking, it's been like a, like a breath of fresh air, like, yeah, he brings a lot of things to the table, and, and it's really, like, it's, it's good. Them. We're not sitting there looking at, each, looking at each other for fucking hours. He helps you be poop creative, poop. yeah. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't poop on ideas, you know? <laughs> if, you don't, if, you don't, if he thinks that, if he doesn't like a certain thing on, on maybe a certain riff, you won't just say, hey, don't change it completely. He's like, well, what if we do this? He brings a suggestion instead of critiquing, you know? All right. It's easy yeah. to critique, but it's harder, it's harder to, to suggest, you know? So. so it feels good. It feels like a healthy collaborative effort. pressure of being a carrier absolutely yeah exactly I, I, yeah, I, I gotta worry about I gotta worry about them you know yeah yeah that's rare in a lot of people I know these days like no one really seems to give a shit COVID's a hard subject to talk about around here oh yeah yeah, yeah it's tough as well. everyone has their opinions you know, facts don't matter anymore it's all, it's all about opinions yeah all about fucking opinion and which what, 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 what did you read that fucking, that, what, what, what got sent to you on your feed that aligns with your beliefs to make you feel better? Christ, yeah. About it everybody else and fucking yell everybody else about it, yeah? Everybody's on fucking MySpace, man. It's ridiculous. I hate it. Oh, 
Oh yeah, dude. It's it's fucking stupid, dude. It's so it, it sometimes it's just really like it's just it's just dumb that you can't have a conversation with somebody anymore about about certain things or too easily triggered. I liked it when the internet was only for Napster and that's it, or like Kazaa or whatever. Right? Oh, fucking Kazaa, man! How many fucking viruses did I get using Kazaa? Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> Rebooting your computer for fucking no avail. I've, I remember that. Fucking oh, yeah. dial-up internet and everything. No, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different place, but I mean I can't hang. But I mean, have you got the you know the new iPhone's got like three lenses? I'm actually like that's pretty that's fun, right? I mean it costs a lot of money, but. It looks fun. Yeah, you know, it's pretty. All the music videos that we shot, the Digital Dungeon, we shot them on an iPhone. Yeah. And they came out fucking great. Yeah, so they, like, they look amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, could just, you could just upload files from your phone and throw them onto a fucking DAW, like fucking iMovie, a fucking. Oh, not a DAW, I mean, I'm sorry. Like a fucking uh, a different workspace, like a fucking like iMovie or Final Cut Pro or something. And just edit it like you're fucking working in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're in a, you're in makeshift Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're not limited to fucking. Oh, who am I gonna pay to fucking shoot this fucking video for me? And you get all the creative fucking, you know, all the creative leeway, and no one telling you what you can 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 not do. You know. Like, yeah, that guy blew up on uh, I was on the back of a fucking Fleetwood Mac song. I remember there was, there was a time when someone could get sued for that. And this guy like blew yeah. up, blew up so hard. The guy from Fleetwood Mac did like a cover of that guy, you know, on the TikTok. That shit was like, I don't know. That that's the times we're we're living in, where like fucking major stars are doing covers of like, you know, indie artists. You could say. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. And all of a sudden, and well, of course Fleetwood Mac isn't gonna be fucking suing them because <laughs> their their fucking album sells and album fucking listens on Spotify. Fucking went up, shot up big time. Sure. After stupid video came out. Fuck yeah. Uh, of course they're gonna come out and be Not like, yeah, fuck yeah, I support this. You yeah. know, making me money. Hell yeah. I mean, plus the guy looked pretty, like fucking dope. It was a good video. I gotta say. And it's hey, not, and it it's, was a good video. <laughs> and a lot of the fucking hilarious fails. Have you guys saw one of some chick that ran into a fucking stop sign <laughs> while she was like skating? Like a lot of the, the that shit kind of makes me happy. That shit makes me laugh. That's right. That that is one of the good things of the internet these days. All the fucking compilations of fails in the internet. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, the, the fails are the best because there's way more fails than successes, and it's fucking hilarious. America's funniest home videos has gone viral. It's it's phenomenal. It's great. All we need uh, is yeah. Bob Saget. <laughs> That's great. You gotta, give, gotta give Bob Saget some money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you uh you up on the uh, streaming services? You you are you uh, eager about the Mandalorian? Uh, I've been watching The Mandalorian. I've, I've uh, uh, watched the first two episodes. Uh, I think I was, was there a third episode this week, this last week that I fucking I, I just totally blanked on. You know, I watched I'm, the first two. I watched the first two episodes of this season, but I can't remember if the, if the third episode came out last week. I bring it up, but I'm not even sure I'm gonna watch it. I saw the first season and I don't remember what happened. I'm I've been disconnected from Star Wars since like I was a kid, but uh, that's because George Lucas fucking tricked me. I rented fucking Star Wars and it was like a CGI Star Wars and I didn't, like everything felt weird and I felt uncomfortable and it ruined CGI for the yeah. rest of my life. So now I have a hard relationship with even Star Wars alone, right? But I'm hearing Mandalorian's dope and then Werner Herzog's in it and he made a fight for uh, fucking Baby Yoda to be not CGI but like a puppet. I was like, alright, I'm for it because of fucking yeah. Werner Herzog. So I saw it 
And I'm trying. I'm thinking back. I don't remember anything that happened. I know there was a Baby Yoda in it. Uh, it was dark. <laughs> it was watchable. I mean, it was. I got through all the episodes. I did. It was that watchable. I wouldn't have gotten through more than one episode if it wasn't interesting. But fuck if I can't remember what the fuck happened. So I might watch this season, but fuck, I don't. I don't really care. You know, it's fucking. Yeah, they, they, give, they give you the. Uh, they give the first, in the first episode, they give you the fucking the quick recap and they tell you everything that's important. All right, fair enough. So, I mean, everything you really need to know, they tell you in the, in the recap so on the first I, I episode. So, I don't have to rewatch the first like, season, then? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to rewatch the first season at all, dude. Like, you could, <laughs> you could go into the first into the just because of Werner Herzog just to revisit that guy but uh <laughs> but uh yeah that, that's uh do you but do you have a, a Roku or a fucking like uh do you watch your stuff on the computer what do you uh how do you stream how do you stream your Netflix um well I have I have a smart TV at home nice I have a 4K smart uh, 4K smart TV at home on Disney Plus that you're eager to, to watch or anything. You're not going to get... Because I'm thinking Disney Plus is for the kids, right? How much of yeah. Disney do you want your kid to have access to? Because Disney can be a bad influence. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I know what you're saying. And really with Disney Plus, I got it more for my mom. Okay. She, she, she's a big, huge Disney fan. And, uh, yeah, has, that's fair. She has dementia right now. She has dementia, so right now, like, literally sitting down and that Disney Plus has been a fucking... A life sent, like sure. Then I just had to sit her down and watch her and put on Sleeping Beauty for her, and she's chilling and, and fucking super happy, and that's all I really care about. Fair. But, but Disney Plus, the only thing I'm really was the only thing that I was really fucking happy about Disney Plus was I get to watch all the Simpsons episodes up right. until season eleven before it started getting shitty. So it's got the and first then, few seasons too, right? Huh? It has the first few seasons too, right? Because I remember Hulu had the Simpsons and they didn't have the first few seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like Hulu. Like on Disney Plus, they have every all thirty-two seasons. Okay. Everything, every single season. So I, I rewatched every every episode of till like I think it was season eleven. It was that episode where fuck I don't 
look, I, uh, I got as far as uh, season seven, and then it started getting weird. I was like, okay, I can't go past the season. So I've been rewatching every episode from season one to season five or, or six, like up, up to like where Marge and the monorail, like about, about there. Because okay. all those episodes are fucking, I love early fucking, like I love my favorite Simpsons first season when everybody looks weird and the voices aren't right. And like every se- like every episode is heartfelt as shit, and I'm crying at the end of them. You know, it's fanta- it's, it's fucking beautiful, sh- you know, shit. But the the later ones get fucking like I don't know. I started watching uh, the ones on uh, PG thirteen on PG thirteen on Channel thirteen because they rerun like newer Simpsons, and so my DVR is recording those. And every once in a while, I'll just I'll be in the kitchen, I'll just turn that on, and it it I it's funny, like it's actually watchable, but I it looks weird. Their TV is a flat screen. I can't hang, you know. It's it's weird. So it's a it's yeah. a wholly different environment. And their voices, they all sound really old. They sound like really like, I don't know, like I don't know that I don't want to get yeah, they, too. They, re- they replaced Marge too. They they did. Yeah, at some point for sure, because I fucking swear I was watching. sounds like her because it sounds old as hell and it sounds like she's trying but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they changed her voice you know it'd be weird though if yeah. they did because they 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 took out mrs krabappel because her voice the voice that did her passed away so yeah. they took her character out i but i guess it'd be weird to kill off marge you know yeah i guess you would be able to but if, if she died <laughs> or something happened to her i mean you can't kill off marge Simpson, so it's not gonna happen <laughs> A single dad, The Simpsons. Imagine that. Dude, that that'd be crazy. That'd be the craziest. That, that they would probably they they would probably be such an up, uproar like when Family Guy killed off fucking Brian that they would have to like find some way to fucking bring her back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and dude, and Family Guy isn't like up in the tier of where like The Simpsons is. So like, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been about an hour. I don't want to take any more of your time. Do you have any final words? Um, just, uh, thanks for, you know, for, you know, giving me this hour just to, to chop it up. It was actually a lot of fun. I, I mean, I've heard all your other episodes, so, like, I already knew what I was kind of, you know, kind of had a feel for what I was getting myself into, but, uh, you know, I was excited to do it, and, I'm, and it actually was, it was real dope. Thanks, Timo. Yeah, man, no worries, man. I, I'm flattered. Hey, do you remember that one time it was your wedding, and I, and someone spilled booze on your pants, and I, I took off my shirt and started, like, damp, like, you know fucking like cloth feel like cleaning it do you remember that yeah dude i i totally remember you at my wedding and i completely remember the whole week and i remember that that shit and was when nuts you, man. when you hit me up for the interview and you told me do you remember this i okay 100 remember it and i remember you and i even remember the show that we played with digital dungeon and fucking when you fucking were in gaza, hey, you were in gaza when we played in fucking uh what was it at in the compton or what, what i have no idea 
I was wasted. That was a disaster. It was it was phenomenal. I have no idea how that happened, but I remember being <laughs> in my body when that happened. I can't imagine what it'd be like. Uh, do you know you know David uh, Corona? Yeah. Okay, so he told me his point of view, right? He was watching us play, and then there was some somebody who said, "Man, they suck," and he's like. He turned to them and he's like, "No, man, it's punk." And then he felt really weird saying it, you know. So he just pretended not to look at the guy in the eye after that. <laughs> I think of that moment. I think, damn, that's why I did like that. Makes it all worthwhile. That mess that I made of, oh man, of myself. That that was a hell of a show, man. Yeah, but you guys did a really good follow up. <laughs> Afterwards. Oh yeah, with, with the, that, that one guy that's uh, fucking calling me out as a fucking KKK fucking uh, <laughs> clan leader. Like, that's because um, you had the masks on. That shit was great. Oh, shit. Dude, I, and I do remember you being really fucked up at that show. So oh, I remember man. That, I, I remember you're like, do you remember me from your wedding? You know? <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck that. Dude, fuck I remember you. I think I remember saying that. And I totally remembered you when you sent when you sent me the message as telling me about you know the oh, interview and, and everything. So don't worry, <laughs> I definitely remember you left your imprint in my head. I yeah, all right, all right. I'm <laughs> flattered. Uh, thanks, Omar, man, for the hour. It's been phenomenal. Uh, I hope to have you back. I'll have you back for another episode in about a few months. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds sounds great. I mean, um. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about by then, and um, hopefully I'll, I'll be back in the fold with Clorox doing yeah. some practicing, so practicing you have some news about new tracks or something, you know? Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys live when I get a chance, whenever that happens. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I can't wait to see you, see us live, whenever that happens. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take it easy, man. All right, you too, too.